Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Do you know that average price, Xerxes, right now is marginally lower than where we were a year ago in May 2022? How is this different from anything we've been saying from the get-go, right? The bottom line is that over time, real estate does go up in value and the idea that it goes up higher than inflation. And the main factor to keep in mind is that we have a housing shortage. Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the market update for May. Thank you, Geeta. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can, actually. Because my nose is literally almost touching the microphone. Yes. And we were also told not to move our hands and head way too much. I just want to figure out all these podcasters that I listen to, like, how is it happening where it seems so casual and, you know, they're just being themselves. Meanwhile, I'm trying to just freeze my head and talk into this mic. The other day I saw a podcast where... Two people were sitting on Lazy Boys and they had the mic in front of them. I love it. That's our next phase. This is practice phase. You know Nick will fall asleep. Well, we can't talk about Nick because he's not here, but let's now dive right into what everybody wants to hear about. Everybody always wants to hear about what the market is doing, where we're at, uh, especially with the last update from Bank of Canada. Let's talk about that. So the BOC rate went up 0.25%. What does that mean? What does it mean? That's a great question. Well, what we know right now is there's one third of Canadians that have actually had their mortgage renewals done. So that means that there are still 75% of Canadians that have not reached that stage yet. So the additional 25 basis points is going to add on to that monthly outflow, which for most people, they're not looking forward to that. No, absolutely. I don't think anybody wants to pay more for the same thing. But with regards to the actual numbers, what does that mean? That basically means that for every $100,000 that you have on a variable mortgage, keep in mind, the fixed rate, this makes no difference to them. It doesn't until they come up for a renewal. Correct. Right? So that's the numbers I was referring to. Obviously, variable, they're impacted right away. They're impacted immediately. But the one-third of people that have whose mortgages have come up for renewal and the 75% that have not yet had that, that applies obviously only to the fixed rates. So what does this mean? Basically, hard numbers, it means anywhere between approximately 13 to 15 bucks a month on average, and these are approximations, towards your mortgage per every 100000 Right. And which is not a small amount. Not at all. In fact... When you add up how many people have hundreds of thousands of dollars on their mortgages. So like, for example, if I have a $500,000 mortgage, 
you're talking in terms of 75 bucks a month approximately for the exact same thing. Yeah. And most people have to earn $100 on their paycheck before tax in order to pay that $75 for the exact same thing that they have. Speaking of which, salaries have not gone up in line with the interest rate hikes. And in fact, did you know that since 2001, this is the highest that the interest rates have ever been? So, you know, since 2001. So that's almost like 22 years ago. Yeah, no, this is a warning shot from the Bank of Canada. They're looking at this from the perspective of what caused this to happen. There were a number of factors. We're not economists. But just on the bare bones side, we did see inflation go the wrong way. Yeah. We, I mean, it's come down since, you know, it came down from 8%. It came right down. But then, yes, it's up again. And it's at 4.4%, I believe. Yes. And then on top of that, you also have the U.S. that's continuing to raise rates. And on top of all of that, we're seeing, I mean, the truth is everybody kept saying, oh, we're going to start seeing rates come down in Q4. That's what everybody kept saying. You know, that's where the speculation was. I go back to saying that no one can predict where rates go. But on top of all of that, you know, everybody said, okay, rates are going down in Q4. Their expectation was the housing market would pick up in Q4. Exactly. And the truth is the housing market picked up at right as it went into Q2. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the thing is that now the new speculation is that the rates will likely go down in 2024. So, you know, this brings me to a lot of people, we hear them say, I'm waiting and watching. I'm waiting and watching. Now, depending on who's saying that, is it an investor? Is it a buyer? First time or not? or is it a seller, it really puts things into perspective. Because somebody that is saying, I'm waiting and watching, but they have no real motivation to do anything, they're going to wait and watch. Now, even after the announcement was made yesterday at 10 o'clock, if I speak to those same people, now they're saying, I want to wait and watch and see what happens in July. So it's a trend. They're going to keep waiting and watching. And so the impact is not so much for those people because they're going to make a decision when they eventually are motivated to make one. And the impact is really on those people that do have to make a move or do have to sell and have that high level of motivation. Absolutely. And that's what it boils down to, right? The people who need to do something. Yes. And so it's, again, putting it in perspective, reaching out to your real estate professionals. And then now I want to talk about when we look at this on one side, and then we look at the May stats on the other side, do you know that average price Xerxes right now is marginally lower than where we were a year ago in May, 2022? How is this different from anything we've been saying from the get-go, right? The bottom line is that over time, real estate does go up in value. And the idea that it goes up higher than inflation. And the main factor to keep in mind is that we have a housing shortage. I mean, quite frankly, at the end of the day, I know it does matter what rates do. I do appreciate that sentiment. But if you have 10 homes on the market and 100 buyers, all 10 homes are going to be absorbed. It's just a question of the price. 
It is. And really what happens is where does that market shift start to happen? It's that psychological shift because you see the rate go up and then there's a little, you know, it's a little kerfuffle and there's a little ripple in the market and things pause. But if we talk very specifically about May stats and we get the stats a month later, so it is a month later, but looking at May 2023, there were a total of 9,012 home sales, a home and condo sales, and that is up from last year where there were 7,226. So that's significant. And average price, like I said, right now it's sitting at a million one hundred ninety-six thousand one hundred and one versus last May at a million two hundred and ten thousand and change. And again, it goes back to the fact that there are more buyers out there than everybody's perception is. Yeah. What do you mean by that? That there have been buyers buying throughout this market. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There have been buyers buying throughout this market. There have been investors buying throughout this market. I mean. I've seen a shift in the pre-construction sales. I've seen a shift in people's sentiments towards investing. I think they feel that they've reached that intersection where, you know, rates have brought the prices down to a point that makes sense for them to go back into the market. And I think that in the grand scheme of things, when people look at these numbers, when people look at the market holistically, and they're looking at other factors, not just rates, but you know, immigration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're looking at this going, well, what exactly is happening? And if you actually pay attention to this, and I was saying this to a customer the other day, when I'm looking at the market, the first indicator of a good market to come is what are rental rates doing? Yeah. Because when those rental rates reach that point of, there is a marginal difference between my rent and me owning the condo. Why am I renting? Yeah, but don't even get me started on rental rates, Xerxes. I'm sorry, because I think like that's a whole other conversation. I just don't see the fairness for tenants there. And it is what it is, right? But again, it comes down to supply. I mean, the big thing, I feel like we're a broken record because it comes down to supply. And it's almost like if we had that ability to just magically increase supply, I mean, you bet we would be doing it. The idea is not, you know, sometimes people have this impression that realtors are creating this, you know, scarcity to encourage bidding wars, etc. But that is not reality. We are dealing with what we have and we can't control what is or is not going to come to market. What we control is the outcome once it is put on market. And that's where our job comes in. So, you know, whether it's lack of housing supply for tenants or whether it's lack of housing supply for buyers, both pre-construction and resale, we're dealing with the effects of that and the effects that it has on the end users very much in our day-to-day work life. No, absolutely. And as you said, I think it boils down to the fact that all of this is okay with the exception of the fact, and this is the crux of the matter, is that people can't afford it because their salaries are not in line with the cost of living today. Employers are not basically coughing up the money in order for them to be able to carry the human resources who can live and afford to live in Toronto. Exactly. And that brings me to like, I think there's two groups. I mean, there might be more, but one group that I think of is a lot of clients that we're seeing and working with that are first-time buyers 
but are really opening up to this thought of let me rent where I want to live and let me buy a pre-construction that I can afford so that at least I am a home owner or a property owner. And whether you're an owner as a landlord or you're actually living there, I mean, of course, is the preference that for somebody that wants to be in their dream home? Sure, it's not, it sucks, right? Like it's not what they want, but then you have to adapt. You have to adapt and see, well, what's my next best option? 100%. So all in all, with this new rate hike in place, what is this doing? It's like someone just tapping on the brakes. Like, let's slow this thing down a little bit. We're not definitely yielding left or yielding right. It's just we're tapping on the brakes a bit saying like, okay, well, you know, yes, we're making life a little bit more expensive, but we're finding that money is free flowing. And there's a lot of injection as far as foreign investment is concerned in this country, given the immigration population that we have. So then the question becomes, well, the money is going to flow in and the money then is going to inevitably flow out. Exactly. So, you know, where does this end? And I think the critical piece is understanding the fact that no matter who talks to you, no one can give you a crystal ball and tell yeah. you this is exactly what's going to happen. I think when it comes to the real estate side of things, move when you need to move. Move in the same market. That is such a key, key piece of advice. Don't try and out-time this market. So the bottom line is make sure you're getting the right advice, understanding the risks involved, and doing it in the same market. Whether you're buying in the same market, selling in the same market, try and keep things in the same market. Yeah. So going back, because we're going back to the May numbers, just to give you that little quick snapshot, total number of sales, as I said, 9,012 homes, that represented a 24.7% increase from last year. Now, there were a total of 15,194 homes that came to market. So it's important to know that because even with an increased activity, you're looking at probably... 40% of the homes that did not sell that are on the market. So when we say there's a short supply, it doesn't mean that every single home that was listed got sold. And so why do homes not sell? Well, they're not going to sell if they have been incorrectly priced, if they've been incorrectly presented, and then of course, not properly negotiated when it comes to offers. So active listings, so that comes down to active and new listings. Average price point, I already mentioned, a million one ninety six one hundred one, with average days on market of 14. I think it's important to just mention, Xerxes, some of the individual price points by homes. Absolutely. So with regards to when we're looking at the average price point of a detached in the 416, I mean, just over 1.9 million mm -hmm. is the average price. Mm -hmm. In the 905, that's just over, just mid one fours. When we look at the semis in the 416, you're just shy of 1.4, and semis in the 905 is at a million 83. And then if we look at towns, this is where it gets really interesting. An average price for a townhouse in the 416 is $1,068,000 and only an $80,000 difference less in the 905 on average, so $986,000. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then with the condos, again, 
416. Now, especially I'm talking here to my investor friends who are going and buying pre-construction at <laughs> a 25% differential in the values. But essentially, 784000 for the average price in the 416 and 677 in the 905. So all in all, if we look at things, we've seen the biggest change in the market from a positive direction with regards to the semis in the 905. We've seen a positive change with regards to the detaches in the 905 and the towns in both 416 and the 905. Which kind of stands to reason because the townhomes being the smallest freehold, at least if you're, yeah, freehold, they're the lowest price point and therefore that's where most of the demand is going. Absolutely. So with that being said, let's see what happens with this rate increase. I mean, we're going to talk every week, but specifically once a month, we're going to be talking about the market stats. And I'm excited to see what happens from the point of view of let's see how this affects the real estate sector, because I know that this interest rate doesn't only talk about the real estate sector. It's the whole economy as a whole. And so let's see what this does. We'll keep you in tune. We're your resource when it comes to real estate. Well, the last words are something that I always say, which is, you know what? Everything has to be kept in perspective. Remember to reach out with any questions at all. And particularly for sellers, I do want to mention, please reach out to us at least six months before you're thinking of putting your home in the market. Because sometimes we're hearing from you way too late in the process. But on that last note, please comment, ask questions, and share this with your family and friends. And reach out to us with any topics that you would like to hear. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks a lot. TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Gita Rajpal and Nicholas Ip are sales representatives, all registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.